This is The Book of Life, a podcast that uncovers life lessons from Judaism's most important book, helping you power your day with purpose. Here is Ruchi Koval. Once there was a man who lived in the shtetl in his small Polish village. His name was Beryl, and he was desperately poor. One night, Beryl had a dream. In his dream, there was a treasure waiting for him in the big city just under the bridge. The dream was so real he could practically touch it. He woke up with a start. He must go and follow the treasure in the dream, he thought. Beryl started making elaborate plans to follow his destiny. He scraped up some cash, hired a horse and wagon, and set off on his journey, following the details of his dream as best he could. When he got to the bridge, however, he found it heavily guarded. He hung around, trying to figure out how he was going to unobtrusively dig under the bridge to find the treasure of his dreams. He decided to go back later that night, but the guards seemed to be there all the time. A guard named Ivan took notice of poor Beryl. What are you doing, he barked. Beryl quickly sized up the situation and decided to go with honesty. Well, sir, he began, I had a dream that here in the big city, under the bridge, I could find buried treasure. So here I am to find it. Ivan laughed harshly. Silly man, you think dreams are real? I dreamed that some guy named Beryl has buried treasure under his oven. You think I'm chasing down some Beryl to find it? Of course not. Go home and stop paying so much attention to dreams. Well, Beryl was no fool. With a poker face, he thanked Ivan and hurried back home and dug up his oven where treasure had been waiting for him all along. Sometimes we have to travel far and wide to discover that treasure has been right in front of our noses the whole time. I was once studying Torah with a young woman who was Jewish but had never received a formal Jewish education. She found herself very attracted to Eastern practices and disciplines, finding great meaning and spirituality there. We started discussing the Jewish practice called Musar, an ancient study of spiritual self-improvement through refinement of one's character traits. The woman stared at me as I explained the concept. She seemed somehow shaken. Are you okay? I asked. These are Jewish teachings? She asked. Yes, I responded. And they've been a part of Judaism, like, forever? She pressed. Um, yes, I ventured. I wasn't sure where we were going with this. With tears in her eyes, she said, I've been Jewish my whole life. I've been looking all over the world for meaning and purpose. Why didn't anyone tell me this stuff was right here in my own backyard? The sentiment was heartbreaking, but not unusual. Often we run all over the world looking for answers, for meaning, for love, for purpose, when sometimes those very destinations can be found in our own lives and in our own hearts. And sometimes it takes an uncomfortable or inconvenient journey to lead us straight to that blessing. In the Torah this week, we encounter the story of the chronic gossip. This person was punished by being afflicted with a disease called sorat. 
Surat would appear as white spots, first showing up on a person's home as warning, then on their clothing, and finally, if untreated, on their skin. If someone did experience Surat on their homes, they'd have to engage in a laborious process of removing the possessions from their homes to avoid contamination, and they'd have to cut the affected stones out of their walls. This all sounds terribly embarrassing and inconvenient and signals to us the importance of our words, but Jewish wisdom teaches us something fascinating about the process. The Emirate nation who lived in the land of Israel during biblical times before the Jewish people came back had hidden valuables in the walls of their homes. They knew that the land of Israel and everything in it belonged to the Jewish nation and that they were only living there temporarily, but they didn't want the Jews to find the treasures. The treasures remained in the walls undetected for years. When a Jew had to cut the stones out of his wall, lo and behold, there was the treasure that had been under their noses all that time. The curse turned out to also be a blessing. The blessing was there all along, but it took the curse to find it. This chronic gossip clearly deserves some punishment for tearing down others, but he clearly also deserved reward for some reason or another. The curse brought the blessing. God works in mysterious ways. When I was a little girl, I lived with my family in Queens, New York. It was 1980, and I was six years old when my dad passed away from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma at the age of 30. A year later, my mother remarried a man from Cincinnati, Ohio, who was in medical school in Cleveland, and my mother, my two brothers, and I moved away from New York, from all our friends and relatives, to an unknown place called the Midwest. We didn't know much about the Midwest, other than some vague notion about cornfields, but my mother told me that we would be moving next to Carvel, an ice cream store, so that helped ease my transition. But when we arrived at our new home in Cleveland, I discovered that she did not actually say Carvel, but rather Coval. The Covels were our back-to-back neighbors. They had a bunch of sons and two little girls, and I was very disappointed that they weren't an ice cream shop. But they were very nice people, and they befriended us, and us kids became friends. And years later, their oldest son would become my husband. The blessing was right there, quite literally, in my backyard. And it took a curse to find it. Sometimes I wonder why we have to work so hard, look far and wide, to find the blessings that are right at our feet. Wouldn't it have been simpler for Beryl to discover his treasure under his oven one day while cooking? Or for my friend to have encountered Jewish spirituality before she invested so much time and effort seeking it elsewhere? For the Jews to find the Emirate wealth during a renovation instead of a curse on their house. For me to meet my husband without tragic circumstances and a 500-mile move. I don't claim to have the answers to the mysteries of the universe, but here's a truth. You don't appreciate what you didn't work for. If it came easy, it would likely escape notice. When the route to the blessing is through the curse— that blessing is savored, celebrated, and treasured. I can say that if I were God, I'd create a world without curses, but that's like saying I'd create a world without struggle, 
and that means I'd create a world without meaning. And that I would never do. So savor the journey, friends. The route to blessing is often through the curse, and it's probably right in front of you. Travel to the big city, search the world for wisdom, take apart your home if you must, but always keep your eyes open for the wisdom, the joy, the truth that has been with you, near you, inside of you, all along. This is the Book of Life. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Ruchi again next time for more meaning and inspiration from Judaism's most important book to power your day with purpose. You're listening to a Momentum Podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.